Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And Annie, I have a question for you. We haven't done this in a while, but have you ever had a work spouse? Or would you ever say that you actually had a work spouse at any point in time that you called them this? I don't think I've ever called anyone that. I would say, uh, given the job we do and how it kind of works, I've never called you that, but I would say you, Lauren from Saver, and before that, Kristen from Stuff I Never Told You, the previous founder knows. Like, if it's kind of like your whole day is spent somewhat involved in what they're doing and you're working together, then I would say those, those three. Yeah. Oh, you can't have two work spouses, Annie. That's not how this works. It's not <laughs> It can't be polyamorous. No, like this is not a thing. Uh, well, so, you and Lauren have to fight for my hand. Isn't that it was so funny? <laughs> and like, according to, and we're going to talk about some of the reasons why you don't want to have it. This is one of those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> jealousy within the workplace um, because I used to make jokes about this and uh, in my job as a bartender slash uh, brewer and working in the breweries uh, I had a dude who he and I were uh, always paired together because we had the same schedule so I had two people that I worked with specifically and they're both dudes and one of them we were just laughing about the fact that we only see each other and oh, this is so weird whatever and he's like oh no are you my work wife? Like he said it that way incredulously. And I was like, what? No. And then the whole joke was that he was my work husband slash the dude, the other dude that I uh, was working with was my boyfriend. My my side piece is how we joked about it. (laughs) Just because he wasn't around as much as this one. But like, 
the one who said it, the original work spouse was like um, married happily with children and all these things, like all, all those things. And I, I never really thought of it outside of we see each other at work and we talk about work. End of story. Like we don't really talk about personal life. We talk about our other job because that was a part time job. His job was difficult. My job was difficult. So we would talk about that, but never anything else. So it wasn't ever a thing outside of that. So it was very innocent to me. And apparently, like, in my other job, when I worked as a social worker, I made really good friends with this one dude that I thought nothing about. But according to who is now another good friend of mine from that workplace, it was like, you stole him from me. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, we used to, one of the things we would do is go around and check up on our kids and make school visits and house visits and make sure that everything was going okay. And he and I would partner up and do this every time. Part of the reason is like, he is a six foot seven dude, uh, very big. And I was like, you know, it's kind of nice having this when I'm going to see uh, kids who are on the juvenile, juvenile list and that I are all bigger than me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like this was not a bad thing. But I didn't think anything about it. But I think someone had told me at one point that his wife at the time was not happy that I would be in the car with him because we would drive together to these places and she he he would either mention my name or something like that. So I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Backing off real quick, backing off real quick. Because in my mind, I hung out with married men, which is not a great sentiment, but because they were safe. I did not think of them as, again, we've had this conversation of any being available. So therefore we were fine. There would be no attachments. There would be no feelings. We're good. That is my naivety of like, of course he's married. Why would he want to talk to me? This is silly. We are just friends. Like it, it just, it didn't make sense. Or co-workers, because we didn't hang out outside of work. We didn't talk or text each other outside of work. That was not a thing. Mm-hmm. It was all in-house. And of course, he would tell me a little bit about his wife, but never his problems. It was more about like, oh, this are yeah. some things that we're doing. We're building a house. We're moving here. Stuff like that. So right. in my head, it wasn't a big deal. Well, y'all, if you can't tell what this Monday mini is about, I think you've got a hint. And we are talking about the work wife, work spouses. Now, essentially... And we're going to cling to that side of the story of like everything is not what it seems, I guess, <laughs> because I've gotten so many TikToks. Yes, I know. I've talked about TikTok constantly for the past six years. Just kidding. <laughs> I've only been on it for a couple of years. But anyway, um, and in the TikToks, it's all about these stories of work wives gone wrong. Um, essentially, a lot of cheating, a lot of infidelity or a lot of problems happening, and which I'm not surprised, but I didn't think that as in like, I've called people work spouses, work husbands, being called the work wife, and never had any like, ill intent. Mm-hmm. I will say it that way. So to see it this way, it feels dramatic, like it's a soap opera, but apparently <sighs> goes down, Annie, <laughs> goes down. Oh dear. <laughs> um, but of course, yes, I did go down this rabbit hole. But before we talk about it, I'm going to talk about the brief history, and this is according to thecut.com and Wikipedia. So those are the two sources I'm pulling from. So according to thecut.com, in a 1933 story for the New York Times, the British journalist and British Liberal Party politician Philip Whitwell Wilson attributed the term office wife to Prime Minister William Ewart Gladstone, uh, who, per Wilson, used it to describe the ideal relationship between a prime minister and his secretary. 
And by secretary, Gladstone referred not to the person in an office, stereotypically a woman who answers phones and completes other administrative tasks, but a person, stereotypically a man, who serves as an advisor, ghostwriter, schmoozer beneath a prominent politician and by osmosis absorbs some of his political power. According to Gladstone, the relationship between politician and secretary should mirror that of husband and wife, except that both should be men, but still, I guess, office <laughs> wife would be derogatory because he has less power, the office wife, it but still seem... wants him to be a man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes on to say, the term's uh, modern connotations are most often attributed to the journalist David Owen, who wrote a story called Work Marriage for the Atlantic in 1987. Like Gladstone's before him, Owen's definition of work marriage is allegedly platonic. But unlike Gladstone, as far as I can tell anyway, according to the writer, Owen explicitly explains that the appeal of a work wife lies in her being very much like your, quote, home wife, except she doesn't nag you. Your work wife would never ask you why you don't just put your dishes right into the dishwasher instead of leaving them in the sink. She doesn't know you do it, he writes. Also, she would never wedge your car between two others in the parking lot at Bradley's, sign you up to be the pie auctioneer at a church bazaar, or grab hold of your stomach and ask, what's this blubber? She knows you only as you appear between nine and five, recently bathed, fully dressed, largely awake, and in control of your life. In other words, your work wife finds you sexy long after the woman you married does. So you can already kind of tell the problem here. (laughs) Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. So from the Wikipedia uh, page, it says, work spouses is a phrase mostly in American English referring to a co-worker with whom one shares a special relationship, having bonds similar to those of a marriage. Early references suggest that a work spouse may not just be a co-worker, but can also be someone in a similar field who the individual works closely with from a partnering company. A work spouse has been defined as a special platonic friendship with a work colleague characterized by a close emotional bond, high levels of disclosure and support, and mutual trust, honesty, loyalty, and respect. So, again... All of these are supposed to be platonic friendships. And yes, as you can tell, these are more of the heteronormative ideas. Um, in fact, the Cut article also notes that it does bring a layer of heterosexist ideas. Owen's work marriage and its larger cultural adaptation is also exclusively, exhaustingly heterosexist. Close but platonic relationships that can exist between coworkers of the opposite sex. The woman coworker is a wife because that's the only way her male superior can conceive of her presence in his place of work. No matter her title, her primary role is to support him, and she has little to no power in her own right. So, obviously, this kind of goes hand in hand in that conversation we had about weaponized incompetence, um, especially with uh, sexism in the workplace. But again, that's not necessarily the focus here, which we should come back to because that's a whole different conversation that we need to have and why that's not as cutesy as many of us think. But like this conversation in itself about what it is and who it's belonging to and who gets the title. And yeah, it does seem that it's mainly about the work wives being a support. And that whole Owen's connotation of her seeing him as sexy Right. After the many years of uh, marriage with his wife, even after that, which makes me like, who was this dude? He can't know. If he was married, he wasn't married for long, right? There's no way. <laughs> I don't like, know. He wrote a whole damn article. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like at this point, the wife was, he never was married or he just recently got divorced, was on the cusp of, of divorce. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, so much of this sounds like what you hear when you hear about cheating anyway. Um, right. Is that, you know, the usually in what we hear, the woman in very heteronormative context who the man is cheating with, she is seeing the side of him that is not the side that the wife is getting <laughs> right. The disaster of him not being not a supportive helping, husband, not being right. supportive, like wanting someone to essentially just be like, "Wow, you're amazing. You're so smart. I yes. love your ideas." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's it's the, that question: Is this title problematic in the first place? And uh, should partners and spouses 
be worried or jealous? Um, and what does that look like? So there are studies that show that having good relationships in the workplace can be healthy, even for your personal relationships. So uh, in, in an uh, article written by FastCompany.com, which we've talked about when it comes to corporate stuff, interestingly, when you have a strong relationship with colleagues, it tends to spill over into your life with your real spouse. An intriguing study published in Applied Psychology found when you have a great relationship with a friend at work, you'll be more likely to build a strong, positive relationship with your husband, wife, or partner. So that was interesting to me. I was like, really? Okay. I mean, I think like as long as you're open, I know for the most part, um, yes, Annie, I would call you my work spouse as well because you're the only person I've pretty much <laughs> talked to in our workspace. <laughs> uh, but in that, we also talk about the fact that you're pretty much in a relationship with myself and my partner because you fulfill needs for both of us that aren't given by the other so like you give the gaming nerdy conversations that he is dying for all day so when y'all talk about the last of us when you talk about games when you talk about D, and i just sit at there sit and stare at you with blank faces like <laughs> i don't know what's happening but congratulations mm-hmm. i don't mind that at all i love that he for you like he will fulfill the world like i don't know what's going on in star wars but he loves it and wants to go with you to these things and i love that y'all have fun like mm-hmm. i literally tried to send him away with you to do the haunted house <laughs> yes his schedule wouldn't allow it uh, <laughs> because I didn't want to do it, but I didn't want you to be by yourself, but I ended up doing it. But like that was one of my plans. But also with that, like you and I are very close and we we are very like uh, personal. You come over often. Well, not as much anymore, but you did come over often and we would have Sunday, Sunday, Sundays and we would have personal conversations about what's going on. I know about your family, you know about my family, all these things. So like that's definitely an open book as well as the fact that my partner knows about everything pretty much we talk about like there's nothing that's really that secretive and and unless it's like a surprise gift or something and that's kind of how I think it's a great relationship because it's open for all of us like I don't hide anything I talk to you about to him or you know all that of course I don't tell you everything about me and my partner talk about necessarily because that's a different relationship on that level but like that's the same way with his coworkers. He will come and tell me most of the things. Like he, there's nothing really to like hide, even with the few people that he talks to um, constantly because they have to be online with each other to help each other work from home. But there, there are those things that I'm like, okay, this seems healthy to me, and I think it brings up better conversations. A part of that is like my partner tells me a lot about work, and that's that's a great conversation. That's kind of that common ground that I know nothing about, but I can be supportive. Right. So that different, like, I I can see that Mm -hmm. as a thing. And again, uh, Fast Company does make the point that the majority of people or uh, majority of the friends that people make is through work. It's kind of that proximity and all that. That's all you've got a lot of the times, unless you are doing, creating new adult hobbies, which is awesome and are actually active in getting out there. Most likely, the only places that you're able to make friends is through work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think with the closest friends, I've Bring out like two or three friends per workplace, I've discovered. Yeah, which is pretty good. I feel like mo- I I would say probably two-thirds of my friends I made through work that I am in constant like contact right, with. Right, right. And it's true. I mean, if you're spending your time with them, you have common shared experiences because you you have things you can complain about together. Right. It makes sense. Right. <sighs> 
We complain a lot too. <laughs> um, but again, this proximity thing can be dangerous, especially when it's crossing boundaries. Uh, according to a Newsweek article, many people don't think this type of relationship is appropriate. Uh, so they say, according to a poll conducted by Redfield and Wilton Strategies for Newsweek, uh, 21% of U.S. adults said it's okay to have a work spouse, but 45% said it wasn't appropriate. Um, and the study goes on saying that it could be a generational thing. Uh, feelings about work spouses are sharply divided along generational lines. Members of Gen Z and baby boomers, which to me, this is a huge gap, are most likely to approve of work spouse relationships. The middle cohorts, millennials and Generation X, are more likely to disapprove, which I found interesting because technically, again, I would be Gen X slash millennial, so I'm an ex-lineal, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, I don't have a problem with it necessarily. This, again, has an underlying issue of uh, not necessarily do you trust, but are they trustworthy? And But the fact that it's like Gen Z and baby boomers was surprising to me. I feel like those are two different reasons to why. Yeah. <laughs> My knee-jerk answer would be, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I feel like a lot of this feels so like boomer generation. Right. Which is, you know, women coming into the workplace, she's still going to be subordinate to me. But she's in here. And then the woman at home, because that was the situation at the time, most of the time, uh, the wife, maybe wondering why he's still not home. Right. <laughs> like, can't share that part of her life with him. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Um, I remember once, this is such a weird story and I still don't know what to make of it, but one time my dad came home late and I kissed him. I, I was like eight. I was young. I kissed him on the cheek and I had, I was like wearing lipstick and it made like a, you know, little kind of lipstick um, on his cheek. And he was like, oh, great. Now your your mom's going to be mad. She's going to think I'm having an affair. And, you know, as a kid, I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So I would think it was, it would be much more, they would think that. But right. I know. I agree. Oh, no. <laughs> I, know. I find that odd. I find this like odd other than who did they ask? Is it just a bunch of men who was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boomers who were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I just think of like Mad Men generation of which was like, I feel like that was the, not the start of, but the beginning of the stereotype of like the secretary affair thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a big trope. And yeah. that is true. It is a big trope. So I just wonder if they were like the men of that generation was like, yeah, we loved having work wives. And you're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, or maybe it's just like back into that conversation of like having someone who was your subordinate do all your work for you and you get to take credit and it's usually a woman. <laughs> like, it not that too? Which was also part of Mad Men, right? So again, according to lovepanky.com, I didn't make you say that, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, there are some pros and cons to having work spouses. And I feel like that's what's on everything. And there's even like how to like being like, you know, they were great. But some of the pros would be uh, companionship at work. Obviously, it's nice to have a friend there so it's not an awful day at work. Uh, being able to collaborate with someone. And then it boosts your confidence when you have someone backing you. Like, I definitely have really great friends who, like, we both would come through and, and have conversations about ideas. And especially if you need validation of like, am I crazy for thinking this was, like, off or this way and they're like no 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 this is this so having that but then of course there's the cons there's jealousy from other co-workers which I dealt with and some that I was like wow and then we would just joke like I'm I'm just nicer than you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, but no like having people being jealous of other people's bonds competition uh, from co-workers and trying to be closer to p different people. Maybe it's closer to the boss. Who knows? Um, and, and it can cause problems with your actual spouse, which, again, that's that big question of, like, who who is being hurt here? Again, there are things that I've seen on TikTok are far more dramatic and life-changing than what we're talking about here, especially with the connotations of that conversation, like, kind of joking. To me, it's such a joke term that I didn't really think about what that implies. But yeah, probably not the best to go home to someone and be like, yeah, my work wife, and just keep referencing them as a work wife. And then if they're too into the joke, I feel like that's a big red flag. Like they, they need to stop. There's something odd going on. There was all these warning signs of them, people being too close to their work spouses, work wives, work husbands. Like the fact that uh, if they never want you to meet them, mm. that's a huge red flag. And I would think that too. Yeah. Of course, we know when it comes to cheating, there are so many other things that contribute to cheating. Um, and there's a whole underlying factor. Not that that's not people's faults. It is. But like we know oftentimes with trust issues, commitment issues, we don't know how far or what's happening in a marriage or a relationship that could be the catalyst. But this could be the final nail on the coffin or the beginning. Um, 
And, and to me, again, personally, it's disgusting and unnecessary to cheat, especially if you're in a committed relationship with open conversations of being committed. Of course, again, if you're a polyamorous and if you have other open, uh, if you have open marriages and such, cool, cool, cool. Um, but for those who are doing these and lying and hurting people, of course, it's gross. Uh, yeah, and for some, just the level of closeness borders on cheating. Uh, and there's a lot of that conversation. Uh, many would say that this is emotional cheating, especially if you all you do is confide into that work spouse about the problems that you, of your marriage or your relationship. That's a red flag. If you're doing that, that is emotional cheating. If you're investing in them to get all of your like confidence and all of your like, there's something wrong with that too. Um, and then there's this level of conversation that you have, again, and the personal information that is being shared. Again, there's a few things that I understand, like, for sure, if I'm upset or something, and we have this conversation. And I guess it really is, like, especially if it's the opposite sex with you being uh, heterosexual, that's a whole problem. If you're, uh, if you're not and you're having this conversation with someone that you're a little too attracted to, also, like, a big problem, too. Especially, again, if it's not agreed upon to be open or to be uh, poly or whatever, whatnot, that's a whole level of like, uh, red flag. So definitely some ideals and, and then like a lot of conversations and a lot of articles came to like, maybe we should just retire that phrase mm. altogether. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I think it served a, it serves a purpose. It served a purpose. Um, of the person you, like, work really closely with, but maybe there's a better uh, way to say it. I'll also say, because I wasn't entirely sure what the meaning actually meant, I was in a situation once with a guy who's actually gay, um, but we were very, very close, mm -hmm. uh, and we worked together, but everyone, everyone was like, oh, you're in love. They would always tell me, like, yeah. oh, you're in love, or oh, you, you were trying to get ahead, or you were trying to... So I also think there's... Um, like, that situation is a whole thing I could go into. But I also think right. there is a layer of whenever women are hanging around men that maybe have more power than them, it's seen as, oh, I know what you're trying to do. Right, <laughs> right. Well, then, yeah, again, everybody has, as you're talking about the rumor mill in general, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if they, they see that I was told repeatedly, everybody's like, y'all are sleeping together, aren't you? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And being very shocked. And yeah, I actually had a similar incident where my coworker uh, was gay. He didn't come out at work. He only came out to a few of us. Um, and of course, so it wasn't our business to out right. him. And so people would be like, y'all are going to, y'all should just date. Y'all should do these things. And I'd just be like, I'm not his type. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or he's not my type. Like, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's just the end of the conversation. We worked out. <laughs> Right. It, it it wouldn't go well. Mm -hmm. um, but like, but the level of like gossip, which yeah. could be a problem in itself. And that could start some trouble, obviously, with your relationships as well, no matter what. Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a whole thing. But seeing, I don't know if we're coming at the end of this term and it's like downfall. Although, again, terms have nothing no real, no real power, honestly, when it comes to when people do bad things. Um, in general, we know this, but like there, there is something to be like, yeah, maybe that's just that rhetoric needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, <laughs> let us know what you think. <laughs> should it stay or should it go? <laughs> um, 
You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. Uh, we have a Tee Public store and we have a book you can get wherever you get your books. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota